All right, welcome to Freight Waves. Uh, this is a fireside chat, part of the Sales and Marketing Summit. And with me today, I have Mr. Matt Beach, president at 10-4 Recruiting. And uh, we're going to talk about the art of driver recruiting, as well as kind of trends, things to look forward to in the 2022. Uh, Matt, welcome. Hey, how you doing, Thomas? Doing pretty well. Happy to have you on here. Uh, let's dive right in. So, Recruiting and retention, you'd mentioned in the past, you know, you've come from uh, Covenant as well. And so you've kind of seen recruiting at all levels, uh, from like the largest carriers to, you know, you're currently now helping uh, folks out. You know, what, what's, the, what's the biggest thing that you've noticed in your experience that is, is kind of overlooked when we first talk about like driver recruiting? So areas that are overlooked, um, you know, Right now, if you had to ask me, Matt, what what uh, what can recruiters do, recruiting departments do that a lot of other departments aren't doing? And that is simply picking up the phone and pounding the phones. I know that you're, I, everyone's like, is that the sale? Is that the secret agreement? I'm like, it's not a secret agreement. It's we have to get back to the basics. And right now we have to be pounding the phones, especially in recruiting and calling drivers. Um, you know, it's we went from fishing in a huge ocean to a large lake to now we're all fishing around in the same farm pond. And right now, to build that relationship with that truck driver, you have to pick up the phone. And, you know, and to me, that that's what I preach and that's what I train on, even with my recruiters who um, have been in the industry for a long time. I've got several new individuals who are coming in going, hey, I, I want to be part of this recruiting, you know, culture. I, what do I have to do? And the number one thing is I can bring you on, I can, I can teach you and train you on an application tracking system, but what's hard to train people on is do you have the willpower to sit down behind your desk for eight hours a day or your home office, whatever that is, and literally pick up the phones, make at least a hundred plus calls a day to truck drivers. And so that's really, it's, it's that, it, that to me is the first thing that I think of what, what's the, what's something that we should be doing as recruiting departments having our recruiters make phone calls. I think that's a great point. Like, you know, when you when you talk about recruiting and stuff, I've seen it from a large carrier uh, perspective. You get some recruiters are just waiting for 10 street applications, waiting for emails, you know, just waiting. And then you have some folks that actually are like, I'm going to pick up the phone and start dialing. And you don't see that a lot. Uh, like you said, that's kind of like a lost art. Now, freight brokers, I used to be a broker, and they would say, pick up the phone. But you don't think about that recruiting, just how important it is. Like building on that, how how many folks do you think actually pick up the phone in your experience, and how many are just passively just waiting, you know, for the for the catch, so to speak? I don't know. I don't have that data, you know. But um, again, to me, it's well, what can I make? How do I make a difference? How do how do I bring drivers in, and how do I uh, keep them active and you know um, wanting to come in for orientation? Is simply picking up the phone and keeping them up. Um, up to date. You know, the other part of that is, you know, you, you might have mentioned just sitting down and just picking up the phone. That's there's that's that's one part of it. But you know, in application tracking systems, you mentioned 10 Street um, does great at you know for follow-up processing, right? And so statuses, you know, what are your hot leads? I think departments need to decide what are our hot leads that we need to follow up on because so many times recruiters can waste their time on, you know, you know calling leads that they know that they're not going to be able to get in. And so it's like, or, you know, bringing drivers in. So it's like, 
Well, once you have those statuses and your hot leads established, because those are the ones you want to follow up first thing in the morning, first thing in the afternoon, and before you leave for work, those are things that you've got to be able to focus on. And um, application tracking systems have that capability. But again, there's setting goals. You know, what's the first thing you, you know, as a recruiter, what am I, what, where do I need to put my first effort in first thing in the morning? Is it uh, making phone calls? Is this one bucket? No, you need to focus on your hot leads. And I think recruiting managers and VPs and directors of recruiting, they should have those established. If not, that's that's another area. Not only can you pound the phones, but you've you got to go, where am I going to be pounding the phones at? And where do I need to put my first morning efforts, afternoon efforts? And before I leave, where do I need to put my focus at? Where I like that. Talking about hot leads and stuff. Um, how, how do you tell the driver what makes it a hot lead and what makes it kind of a cold lead? Because that's a great question. So anything. So right now, a short form, which is a, or a multi-carrier lead, you know, that everyone's getting a first name, last name, phone number, email, and you have your full Intelli apps. Well, I'd say way back when uh, recruiters wouldn't necessarily call a short form. It would just be I'm, I'm, I'm going to call my full Intelli apps. Those are the ones I want to focus on. I might do a drip campaign or do an e-blast with the multi-carriers. To me, every single app needs to be phone needs to have a phone call made to it, right? So then once you start establishing those phone calls and which is your hot leads and who are you communicating with and what apps and what recruiter or what driver uh, apps have they filled out, that's you start deciding what's where's my focus going to me is if you've spoken to a driver and that driver is slightly interested or, hey, I've spoken to Thomas and Thomas now is ready to come in for a truck drive job. I've got to get a full app and I've sent him a link, you know, sent link to me. It should be a status. And to me, those are your hot leads. Those are the ones you really want to follow up you know, that morning, afternoon, and evening to be able to go, hey, this is where these are the ones. These are the these are the ones that have, that um, I've gotten access to and I've spoken with. These are the ones I want to follow up on. And if they say, hey, no, I'm 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 moving on. Okay, well, let's change the status. Let's move on. I mean, they're not interested. At the same time, I'm going to go back and the ones that I'm still waiting on a full app on the ones I've spoken to. Those are the ones we want to follow up. We have COVID right now. It's been affecting a lot of things for a few years, and it's definitely disrupted a lot of things. Uh, what What are your What are your thoughts regarding coming into twenty twenty two? How's this landscape going to look with we're still dealing with COVID? Like, you know, what would you be telling folks that they need to make adjustment or pay attention to because of all this craziness going on? Well, if anything, you know, COVID has taught us, uh, especially in recruiting carriers in general, um, just areas of either positive change, negative change, right? But, you know, online orientation, that's been an interesting uh, thing to watch, especially where carriers had to come up, you know, come up with ideas quickly as to, you know, these drivers are not wanting to get on buses or planes and, you know, restricting travel right now. How do we get them processed? And so online orientation for a lot of carriers were new, was new to a lot of carriers, and then they were able to implement it. Some carriers implement it, and then when they started seeing the cases go down, right, we started seeing that plateau and a drop, they went back to their regular orientation. Well, look what's happening right now. We're seeing a huge bump in, um, in COVID cases, and you're starting to hear carriers flipping that online orientation back on. So I think that's kind of being, you know, ready for, you know, whenever things strike. I mean, a lot of carriers are, are prepared now. 
Uh, you've seen it in, you know, in, even with my kids who are in high school and junior high. I mean, right now that they can immediately flip on the switch for um, online learning versus having to, you know, shut down school. And so I think that's been very good from a cautionary standpoint. Um, but even, um, you know, this week we had a great show, but the cases hit the carriers, the their orientation people, which also then hit the truck drivers. And so now the truck drivers are having to be quarantined. I mean, it's just a nasty domino effect once that starts going. And so the question is, what do you do? And I mean, it, again, it's, you know, a lot of carriers, you're starting to see a lot of carriers who do have those uh, precautionary and those steps now going, when this hits, this is what we have to do. When this is, this is what we've got to do. Um, but I don't think recruiting stops. Um, I mean, it's, it's, you know, oh, never stops. And so even from a COVID perspective, if you've got a, an area or a terminal that's closed down because of COVID, well, you might switch to another area or to another, to another lane that's open, but that, that never stops because even then you're going to have to go right back and start recruiting for those drivers. And some, sometimes carriers will go, we're, we're not going to stop recruiting. Let's just be clearly communicate to the driver going, we have an open position. This lane's available, but right now, Here's what we're having to deal with. So then it goes back to having a clear communication plan and sense of when this does happen. Here's what we communicate from a recruiter to the driver. And this is this is what they need to know prior to coming in. I think that's a great point. You know, there's a lot. It's put a lot of pressure on carriers to be flexible, to communicate and to be able to, like you said, just flip a switch. Terminals down. Let's reroute them to another terminal. And then I liked your point on like a lot of times they'll get bust in. Carriers are starting to fly folks in now as well. Like these little perks. I remember uh, we would have to reseat drivers and it's like, oh, go to the Greyhound place. Oh, but all my stuff. Well, too bad. We'll put it in storage somewhere. We'll put it at the terminal and route you there. And like, I think that kind of leads into talking about like not only recruiting, but setting the stage for retention. Like, you know, we're, what are some things in the recruiting process that we can do to help keep these guys on once they go? What do you What do you think right now? What are your thoughts regarding just it's so competitive? Like how how have you noticed anything with this capacity shortage? What What are kind of trends you or vibes? Carriers are throwing a lot of stuff out at the driver, and um, some good, some you know that you know tons of sino bonuses. I mean the sino bonus amounts are outrageous great great for the driver i think they're they're wonderful it's more money for them um it's a great incentive to be able to another carrot in a sense to be able to bring the driver in uh newer equipment but even equipment now right now is it's it's interesting right the fact who's got trucks where am i getting new trucks at and but um, still the equipment is uh is another perk um you know what comes in the truck tvs am i am i getting uh, APUs, inverters. What is it that I'm fixing to go on the road for you for three weeks at a time, depending on the lane that you're recruiting for? How am I going to make this a home away from home for me so I can get back to my family? And so anything that a recruiter can have in their arsenal to be able to communicate to a driver, to their drivers, and be able to be like, hey, you're fixing to go. I'm mean, going when you stop and think about it, right, from a driver perspective, let's assume that it's a three or four week OTR driving position. You've got to be able, as a recruiter, you've got to be able to Call the driver, tell the driver we have this lane, we're paying this pay, CPM percentage pay, whatever the seller, whatever that is. But you're fixing to go on the road for three weeks at a time. You'll be home during this, you know, every other week or, you know, at three weeks, be home, you know, two to three days, whatever that is. The first, uh, and 
we have to get you from your home either by plane, by bus, try to find your rental car. I mean, when you stop and think about all that the driver has to go through just to leave their family, to come to orientation for a three or four day process, then turn around, get on a truck for another three weeks if that's happening. And then you got to, I mean, you've got to be able to have something to, in a sense, like I mentioned, like a carrot or carrots to be able to say, hey, I'm about to, you're about to leave your family for us. Here's what we've got. Here's what we're going to be able to offer. And so I think drivers are, at, you know, communicating more with their family going, here's what we've got. This, 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 is this good for us? Then let's make that, let's make that happen. And so drivers are really looking at to what are you offering me? Because think about it. I might be offering you this, but I can guarantee you there's five to 10 other carriers that's hounding that driver, calling them, texting them with either something else or one cents more pay raise or whatever that is. And so it's, you know, again, you can call them and have all that in your arsenal to be able to communicate that to them. But at the same time, there's got to be a good, in a sense, from a recruiter to driver relationship. I like that point on relationships because, um, you know, they're getting blown up by 10 or 15 people. You know, you're talking about the carrots and stuff. Everyone offers new trucks. Right now, like you said, given the situation, it's hard to get new trucks. And so if you're the guy who's offering a 2018 Freightliner versus the 2021 Peterbilt, that 2021 Peterbilt guy is going to, be a little bit ahead versus the Freightliner. You know, it's, it's like well, I mean, uh, recruiters from the from once they get a driver interested to get in them to orientations are almost like uh, well, travel agencies. If you think about it, right? You're you're setting up the travel. Hey, this is your experience when you when you get to your resort. We're going to book your plane. You're going to have your itinerary. Here's this. I've got this all scheduled. We hope you have a wonderful, wonderful stay. It's like we do the same thing. Recruiters do the exact same thing. We build that relationship on the front end. We make sure they've got all their itinerary, everything set for them. Their travel's already. There's nothing that's going to be any problem for them to get them to orientation. From there on, hey, hope you have a wonderful, wonderful time here at our carrier. But there's that relationship. We've got to, but that, that there's a relationship that recruiters do a great job of, of building with that driver on the front end. And I think that that brings it up. You know, you're paying all this. You're doing all this work up front to get to orientation. When I've talked with some recruiters, they would they would still say, you're not out of the woods. You make it to orientation. This guy may still not qualify uh, due to all the regulations. Have you seen any extra challenges added? I know we have the drug and alcohol clearinghouse. Has it made it harder that once you finally, whether plane, train, or automobile, when they get there, what's it like there? Has it gotten a lot more difficult with the new regulatory stuff? It's a, in, you know, from a, from a recruiting perspective, it's a numbers game, right? It's a numbers game. You know, again, I, this is not true data that I'm, I'm spitting out, but it's just for an example. You make 100 calls a day, 100 plus calls a day as a recruiter, so 500 a week to get, let's, let's say, 15 drivers interested, right? To get full laps. You know, you might get 10 full laps. You're getting 10 full laps. Then you might have, you know, running background prior to bringing them in. Then you've got five or three that make it across that finish line to hopefully getting three set for orientation and hopefully all three show to maybe two or one of those getting activated. Now that's not across the board. I'm just throwing out an example and you got to go. So because you can't just rely on, I've got one driver, I've got one full out, I've ran the background, I'm getting orientation. This is going to be it. I'm going to get a higher side. You need to have several more. And that's where the phone calls come in. You got one hot, one hot lead ready to go. Drivers interested. Get me five more. Give me 10 more, whatever that is, because the no show is going to fall off again. That mindset of 
I'm not the only one calling him. I'm not the only one that's that's offering him this type of equipment or yes, is tough. Again, we go to that fishing all in that same farm pond. I've got bait on my rod. Someone else has got, they might have a little bit better bait. And so it's one of those where we've got, you've got as it from a recruiter, you can't just rely on one call and that one pull out to bring in. You've got to have way more. You've got to have more. And so you've got to get more phone calls, get more pull-outs, and get more drivers set to bring them in. Especially like, you know, kind of kind of closing out some some thoughts here. You know, being at 10-4 recruiting, you're the president here, third party assisting folks getting drivers. Like most carriers are thinking, well, I got my recruiting department. Like at the same time, what are some of the benefits of having a third party who's willing to pick up the phones, who's tenacious? What, what are some of the things that you can get a better carrot, so to speak, that you guys can offer? Well, it, it's, uh, you know, from, just from a, from, from my carrier, carrier days, um, you know, you always had a head count and you had to meet that head count. In my opinion right now, I think, uh, if carriers right now are shorthanded, which because we're seeing that, right? We're seeing not only is there a driver shortage, but there's a there's other job shortages where people are just still not ready to come out of the, you know, go back into the workforce. And you've got um, you've got carriers who are shorthanded in recruiting departments. And to me, I, I think if you're shorthanded right now in the market that we're in, you're struggling. You struggle. I mean, you know that you just you have all you have leads coming in, you just don't have people calling those leads. Uh, and I, think, and I think carriers right now, and the, they they need they they may need to be a little bit top heavy in their headcount. You know, having that additional phone call made is a tremendous. I mean, it it if you can get that additional hire just from having one person coming in, attempt in a sense coming in and pounding the phones for you for your department and working leads, older leads. You know, not I'm talking, I'm not talking about older leads like two or three weeks ago. I'm talking about from years ago, picking up the phone and pounding the phones and working a, you know, working your, your, your application track system database. I mean, that little extra ump to, to get that additional one to two hires a month, and I'm saying a month, not a week, but a month. I mean, that's huge right now. That means being one or two, a little bit top heavy and using a third party agency like myself or getting that extra hire. I mean, that's one hire, right? One hire or one hire a month. That that's 12, 12 drivers that you've added to your, to at, at the end of the year, I mean, that's, that's a bonus. And so that's where that's where third party recruiting groups really come in and make a huge play of saying, Hey, look, uh, I've got, I've got leads myself. I'm doing ad spend on my, on my own end. I've got, you know, 25 recruiters that we can pound the phones in my database and be able to push that over to you. Or there's options now where we can provide you a, an actual experienced recruiter and drop them in your application tracking system, drop them into your 10 street database and work your leads just like a new recruiter. And so there are those options right now that third party recruiting groups like 10 that we provide going, we can invite, add that additional in a sense headcount or fill that void that you're missing right now until you actually backfill that spot. We can provide that and you're not missing the beat. And so third party yeah, and so uh, I think that's a huge bonus and a benefit right now, especially for carriers looking for that extra. What's that extra oomph that we need in our department? To me, it's, a, it's an additional headcount, or it's a someone to backfill that empty spot to make those phone calls. Well, I, I appreciate that. That's definitely kind of, especially having the extra help, like you said, is so so important. And you know, I think that moving forward, it, we're going to hear a lot more about just the fact that these guys are going to be struggling. I'm super excited to see what you all at 10-4 are going to be able to do uh, in the coming months addressing this challenge. Um, 
really, really, again, thank you so much for coming on this fireside chat. I really do appreciate your time. And also, you know, check out Matt Beach on LinkedIn. Look up 104 Recruiting. It is uh, T-E-N-4 Recruiting. And uh, hopefully, you know, we can we can have uh, get a few more folks in the seats because right now everybody's struggling. So yeah. uh, thank you so much for your time, Matt. Hey, Thomas, appreciate all you guys do for the trucking industry. And thank you for your time.